Hello everyone, and welcome back to episode 6 of the Substitute Podcast. Uh, this week we are joined by John from Black Label Grading. Do you want to say hello? Hello everyone. So I'm going to start with how I start most episodes, which is to ask you, what's the first like collectible item, it can be Pokemon or any sports or anything like that, that you remember buying with your, with your own money? Yeah, directly one with the... Um my own money part i was trying to think that far back uh, i've also got vicky's answer which i'll start with um she used to collect these little fairy on ornaments that used to come with a certificate label she'd got them somewhere in her mother's house she says to me they're extremely valuable i don't agree i don't believe so but uh, that's her collection she's she was unfortunately not a pokemon girl like the rest of us um i um i've got i've got the same old story that most most collectors of, of my sort of age have that um, when I was in primary school in sort of 1998, um, when Pokemon was just coming um, coming up, my uh, I used to get collected from school by my amazing mum, who used to out fail pick me up every day of the week with about 10 to 20 booster packs of base set at the time, just so I could be the top dog at school, really. <laughs> I was a very spoiled child. Um, so, and uh, she used to take me everywhere. She used to take me to like, Pokemon trading clubs at Phoenix in, 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 in my local town at the time. Um, buy me all sort of weird Japanese cards that, um, that none of my friends ever, ever had the privilege of owning. Um, but I was very, very lucky in that sense. Um, and I was a very weird child that decided to collect, actually store them in binders and never, never do anything with them. So managed to keep a lot of it quite in quite good nick. Um, but with my own money... I think it's it's got to be from an, a time of my life where I'm not proud of, but I used to be a big old World of Warcraft player back when it first came out in around 2000-odd six, I think. Um, and I wanted every piece of World of Warcraft I could get. So I, I, I actually collected all of the World of Warcraft trading cards at the time, um, purely for the in-game benefits. You could get like little cosmetic items that you could use in-game uh, through the trading cards. So... Yeah, that's the, that's the earliest thing I can remember buying with my own actual money with my first job. Um, as, uh, and it was very geeky, I must admit. I mean, we're not going to judge you for being geeky, because you know, <laughs> it's a predominantly Pokemon channel, so, you know. No, well, all... the amount of hours I sunk into World of Warcraft would make even the geekiest collector flinch, I think. I think we're talking over a year worth of hours in that game, but... Uh, Anyway, I wouldn't change it for the world. Well, that's all that matters, isn't it? As long as you had fun. Mm. So, obviously, you, like I said, you run black label grading with your wife. So, um, if you could just give us like a brief explanation of just kind of what it is that you do, if anyone's not heard of of you before. Yeah, sure. So we're um, black label grading. Um, we are a an official intermediary business for um, for Beckett grading services, which um, we're basically anybody that wants to get their cards, um, whether that be Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever, or, or sports cards graded through Beckett in in the UK or EU, um, are able to send their send their cards to us, um, and uh, and we basically take care of the rest. We get it all graded by Beckett and return to to our customers. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what we do, and uh, have a great time doing it as well. How long have them? Um, how long have you been running Black Label Grading? Um, we, we're not that long, actually. We've, um, we, we incorporated the business in October, 2020. Um, and we went, we launched in December and we had our first submission in January this year. So it was a very new business in, in, um, compared to, um, companies similar to ours. So um, when you, when you both started it, was, did you get submissions right away? Was it accepted like relatively quickly or were people slightly skeptical because you were a new a new company offering the service yeah yeah no we we were um we we were kind of we did kind of anticipate we'd have to earn the trust of the community um first and and the way we approached we way we the way we approached that at that time was just to be completely transparent and actually be open like just be open with the with who we are why we're doing it um, but there were there were a lot of people, quite rightly, who 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 didn't trust us because, as as we all know, the 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 market the market is swamped with um, 
with scammers, unfortunately. And uh, it was, it's, you know, it was people, people at one point believed that we were trying to do the same. Um, but, but saying that, that small group of people that that didn't believe us, there is a huge amount of people that took a punt and and trusted us and sent their cards to us for grading. And um, just to give you an idea, when we when we set out to start the business, we were when we were writing our perceived forecasts and um, what we were hoping to do in our first sort of six months, we were hoping to get about fifty to a hundred cards in our first month and. <laughs> And maybe get as high as two hundred cards a month by by sort of month six. Um, in our first month, amazingly, we received about a thousand cards um, from from I think about one hundred and eighty customers in total, which was mind boggling at the time. And um, and just just uh, we were just so so happy. I think if you if you were to look back at our social posts, the amount of thanks I was giving out <laughs> um, just kind of shows shows the support. It was amazing. So am I right in thinking that you are the only official UK Beckett dealer? Yeah, yeah, I want to be I want to make just kind of something very very clear which um is we everybody knows that PSA have these um official PSA partners um uh, Greater Gem and Ludkins are, are the only two in the UK I believe that or there might be a third I, I'm not sure. Um but Beckett never Beckett don't have anything like that. They've um they've never they've never engaged on a on a form like a really formal way with having um you know official stamped approved um sub, uh, kind of partners with their business which was which was kind of the big stumbling block which has involved months and months and months of negotiating with uh, with Beckett to come to sort, sort of an agreement um so we have to be clear that we are independent we're not part of Beckett and we're not a partner of Beckett what we are is an, an approved intermediary which which means that they know, they know us very well. We have we have agreed on how we submit. We have agreed um, certain rates, certain certain uh, thing, uh, other elements that that make our business a bit more viable than sending direct, um, which is which is kind of the essence of what what our business is. And then yeah, so, and then that's that's pretty much where we're at at the moment. So um, we're not an, we're not an official partnered. Beckett company <laughs> we are independent we are in, we, we are but we are an approved Beckett intermediary which is just very hard very difficult with the wording um they're, they're I'm hoping one day maybe they're going to see sense and uh, give us a little badge but um but not today unfortunately <laughs> um you said that you've always been very open about why you started it and that, like I'm guessing that's because you saw a gap in the ability to submit to Beckett is that is that fair to say that yeah, yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, we. Um, so I, I, I've been grading with Beckett for for quite a while. I've, I also grade with PSA, but I was, I was one of those people, yeah, in the community, kind of sh just, oh, every now and then asking the question, like, are there any, are there any Beckett intermediaries, and and always getting met with, with just resounding no's, and I never understood why, um, and it and it took, it it took discussions with with Vicky. It took. Um, it took lockdown to uh, give us a little push to investigate, and then it took it took those months of negotiating with Beckett to to see if it was if it was a feasible feasible idea. Um, and yeah, here we are today. So clearly, everything worked out. But it definitely was a gap in the market, and um, I just decided if no one else is going to do it, it might as well be me. I think that's that's uh, lockdown has obviously not been great for for pretty much everyone. But I think in a lot of ways, so I was, I was talking to to um, David from Grade Shield. It would have been out two weeks before this, or a week or so. I record it as we're we're talking, um, and he said the same thing. It's like you know he saw a gap in the market during lockdown, and because it was lockdown, and he you know didn't have anything else really to do with his spare time, he just went for it. So I think in a lot of cases, lockdown has been good for people to kind of pursue ex other things. And yeah. speaking of other things to pursue during lockdown, obviously collectibles have gone absolutely insane over the last year. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's not an exaggeration to say that it's it's kind of mad. Um, no, if there was a step above insane, I think that would be the appropriate word. We it's, yeah. it's, It is a crazy world to be in right now. So when you obviously what you said when you started the business, you didn't expect as many submissions as you've got. Mm. Were you also, did you also think that at the start, 
I could be totally wrong, obviously. Correct me if I am. But you thought you maybe are you getting more like high end cards than you thought you'd be, or is it about what you thought? Um, honestly, I can't. I I, th I think we we set up everything when we when we started um, with a perceived value per card of about a hundred. So on based on that logic, we 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 never expected to receive any of the hard hitters. Um, uh, I mean, the big, the most valuable cards we kind of receive are, are. We've we've had a few. We've had a we've had a couple of um, uh, Charizard first editions sent through us. No, but none of none of. Uh, I think I think none in the English language, unfortunately. But still, as as we all know, the the um, I think the French and Spanish ones still sell for, yeah, the tens and thousands of uh, of pounds in um in a in a high enough grade. So we don't, but um. But I think now that we're a bit more established and and people are, um, people aren't just testing the water with us. The the majority of the cards we are getting through are very minty cards, um, and um, and they're all that they're always they're all they're always worth a few quid. They're not um, yeah they're they're not just being sent to just 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 any old cards being sent to us. And I think I think that has in in large part something to do with the fact that the majority of our customers probably are chasing chasing a Beckett 10 um or a black label um god forbid if they can uh, if they can find the luck to get one and um but yeah the majority are probably um the, the higher end cards at the moment i expect do you think that's probably to do with the obviously um beckett increased their prices in line with all, pretty much everyone else did every grading company did do you think that's affected your sort of the fact that you get the higher cards now just because it's it's more expensive yeah. to submit yeah the price yeah that wasn't a welcome welcome price uh hit, uh, hike um in fact the call that we had from beckett was um about that was was quite troubling um it was uh it was literally just on a um i think it was like a thursday afternoon or something we we just finished our our, our submission work for for that particular month and uh getting a random I need to speak to you urgently. Call from Be from from our guy at Beckett was uh, was quite worrying. Um, he was they, they were brilliant though. They they gave us um, so much notice. The people the customers of ours that are around at that time will remember that we we immediately changed our our um, uh, next deadline. We brought it forward by two about two or three weeks uh, so that people would have a chance to submit at the irregular prices. And that would never have happened had not had Beckett not been nice enough to give us the two week heads up um but yeah the prices have definitely impacted uh, the volume of of cards that we're receiving so it's i think we receive we've received about 50% less of um it, of of the cards each month compared to pre price hike with beckett yeah that is it's, it's quite a considerable considerable difference um, yeah but we've got a we we had to Beckett had to do it. Um, if if our figures are anything to go by, then it potentially that means the Beckett are receiving fifty percent less. Although I don't I, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> um, but they have to they had to do something to try and get on top of it, or at least at least stall the um, the ever increase increasing turnaround times. Yeah, I mean turnaround times obviously universally across the board have have, have gone up because of just pure volume. Um, do you think, do you, do you think this, obviously you've, you've said you've received less and, but you're not sure, but do you, do you think the turnaround times will, I know I said I wouldn't talk about it, but more generally, do you reckon, <laughs> do you reckon like for, for all companies, they'll, they'll go down over the next sort of like six to 12 months, or do you think we'll stay at this level for a little while? I th I, th the answer everybody wants to hear from us is probably yes, that they're going to come down, but in all honesty, uh, they've gone up again um with uh with beckett and i expect they're probably still going to be on the up for a few more months uh it's it's hard for me to believe right now that something's gonna something drastic is going to happen to the point where beckett are able to start reducing the backlog so that the turnaround times come down rather than keep going up um i think i think that's that's going to say i i can only speak for beckett but i think that's probably in the same the same for the other big players as well 
uh, including PSA, despite closing their doors uh, in July. Interestingly, Beckett did close their doors uh, last year, sort of towards the end of 2020, and they closed their doors for uh, six weeks, and they didn't allow any submissions. And um, when they did that, everybody, everybody either just kept submitting, um, and what Beckett did in that case, in that situation, was they 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 didn't re they didn't reject the delivery because they didn't want to be responsible for any missed any lost packages in that sense and so and what the other so there was a big group of people that kept submitting that way and they were just kind of being stored and then what the majority of the customers did were just hold on to their submissions until they opened their doors again so then what Beckett said was they received twice as many cards than than they would have received over those six weeks within one week of reopening their doors. So if we translate that to what's happening, what what PSA have done, it's it would lead you to believe that the the amount of cards that PSA are going to receive when they open their win their doors again is just might be an absolute avalanche of cards. And we've all seen it. I I see um, I see a lot of collectors on on Instagram who share, share images of their, their PSA-ready um, stacks of cards, and they're, they're in the hundreds. We're talking like 500 to 1,000 cards, posts, and it's, it's you know ready for PSA to open again. Um, and that's that's why Beckett are a little bit re um, hesitant to close their doors again. They, they're looking at other means of, um, of potentially stemming the flow, shall we say. Yeah, because it, it just makes total sense, right? When, they, when any company closes for a period of time and then reopens they get because they get everyone's cards because people I, people don't seem to be slowing down on buying singles and opening so therefore no. obviously you, you, like you said your pile just builds up and next thing you know you've got hundreds of cards that you want to submit and nowhere to submit them to until they open exactly so, exactly I mean we're getting we're, we there's argument to be said that we're probably getting a fair few of them but but honestly, I'm, I just imagine what that that day is going to be like within a week of them of PSA opening. They may have they may have got they may have inputted everything that was in the backlog, um, and and they'll be in a good place. But I expect that just they're going to still be in a similar difficult position, just like Beckett, um, even when their doors open again. I can um, I can see like a foreseeable future where if they can't find another way. Of like click of basically making things faster, that they will reopen, take three months worth of cards in three weeks, and then close again. Yeah, that's the same old problem. That's the same problem, isn't it? That's the yeah. they'll still be, they'll still be receiving the same amount of cards. They'll just be receiving them in massive drop loads. <laughs> I think I, uh, one I don't know for certain. Beck Beckett obviously don't share with us any of their any of their real plans until they're actually announced um but i i i if this if you're asking me what beckett might do um if if it starts get, if it keeps getting out of hand i i think personally i think beckett will do something like remove their economy service temporarily and and just offer their standard express and premium um that way yeah, this this is they're slowly getting towards the point where only people are going to submit the cards that are worth submitting, um, and I think if that doesn't work, then what they'll do is they will close the doors to their standard service and see if that works. We we all want to. I I personally just don't want them to increase their prices again, <laughs> but who knows? They may they may have to do that as well, um, at least temporarily. I um I can't remember who it was that made the video, but there was a video I saw a month or so ago. And they were talking about the fact that when, before the whole boom and back in, you know, 2018, before grading things was such a premium service that most people wouldn't wouldn't bother extending themselves to do it. And people realised on mass last year that if you grade a card for however much it costs, maybe 10 to 15 pounds, you could increase the value massively. So we need to kind of like shift the the status quo back to being like grading is a thing that you reserve for like your higher end cards without um you know therefore making it it less there's less submissions um and it's it's just a difficult situation i think because obviously 
if you do that, then you're kind of denying grading for a lot of people, um, which is where I guess it comes into like the UK grading companies and the European grading companies that offer a, a different, you know, a, a faster service for a lower lower fee. And um, I won't I won't get you into talking about the UK grading companies because. <laughs> I, you know, everyone's talked enough about it, but um, but generally as a whole, do you think they offer so- offer something that's that's valuable to a to a customer? Um, I, I don't I don't mind the um the UK grading companies. Some of them I think have done have gone gone the right way about it. Others, with not naming any any companies, uh, others I feel like have just taken the opportunity. Um to um in in a market like 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 ours um i think there is i think there is um a place for them and and i think they do offer some value um it it's it, I, I don't know which one it was but there there was there was one that i really liked that were trying to be different and offering custo- customizable labels um I thought that was really clever, but but the, what, what what grinds my gears a little bit is that is the one is there is is where they were just flat copying, um, PSA Beckett or CGC or or, or any of the bigger ones or, or the, any of the big ones, um, with the exact same the exact same slab, a label with the with the same sort of, um, uh, uh, sort of format as PSA or Beckett, and um, yeah, I just I just feel like in an industry like ours, you need to set yourself apart. And and I and I haven't seen anybody come into the market and and really try and be different and and add something unique. Um, yeah, it's just been a few few too many copycats right now for for me personally. But for if we if if people are just wanting to protect their cards and and they trust the company that they're submitting to, then I think the UK companies um, there there is a place for them there. Yeah, I I I, I agree with you. I feel. You know, Beckett, PSA, and CGC to a certain extent will always be the the, the value adding, more like premium services. And I don't think I don't think the UK companies will. I won't say they won't ever have that, but obviously it takes a, a long time to build up to that level because PSA and Beckett, especially, the reason that the they add value to cards by grading them is is their reputation and the pure volume that they've graded. Like you, if you get a you know if you get a Beckett card back, you trust that it's been graded by professionals to a high standard, and it's a fair appraisal, and it deserves the grade that it got, and that's why it has the added value. Whereas mm-hmm. there's a lot of, especially with with some of the UK companies, there's a lot of like variability, and not necessarily their grading, just what people actually think about them, and you need to get this this like level of respect for the company just to allow the the value to be added and i think it will come with time if they keep doing good things um yeah one, one will come out on top eventually one 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 has to it's just if i'm not a betting man so i, I wouldn't put my money on any of them just yet I'll, uh, but inevitably one of them will 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 be the the uh the uk main so uh main provider of grading uh, i'm excited to see it i just i really just think it will be when when one of them comes out and does something different and I know I was just kind of sprung this on you, but is there anything that a grading service would offer that you you would particularly like? Is you have any... just sprung that on me. <laughs> anything like um, you said about the customizable labels, right? If if a if a company offered that, was is that something you you would like, or would you like for? Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd get a few of my cards done that way, and if I if I had some element of the, of um of design on the label, that would be that would be really interesting. Um. I don't know. I, I am not. I'm not the creative in this. Um, in this business relationship, I must admit, my my uh, my wife Vicky is um, is definitely the design and creative person. So she'd probably have a few more ideas than I would. But personally, I I don't think I'm. I don't think I have anything to offer in that in that sense. I don't know what I want to see, but I know I want to see something. I'd want to see something different. That's that's like probably the world's worst customer answer ever. I think. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are in the same position though. It's like, you know, you want I want something I want something new and, and flashy to 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 do with my cards, but I can't I can't think of what it is. And yeah, like you said, when someone does, it'll be really obvious. You'll be like, Well, no, I did no one think of this. We've been missing this for years, but until then you just don't know. 
all I know is is obviously I I prefer Beckett. It'd be silly of me not to. I yeah. I'm a, but I'm a big customer of PSAs as well. Um, but for me, Beckett are the only one that only out of the market that there are now. PSA were obviously the first com- comparing to other um a lot of the other grading companies. But Beckett are the only ones that have a very a uniquely different slab compared to to the rest. I know I know that they're all. Certainly, certainly PSA compared to all the UK ones are pretty much identical. Um, CGC are, have have got quite a similar st- um, slab as well. It, you know what I mean? It's they're all they're, there's no different. Whereas you've got a Becky one, it's almost like a framed portrait because it's so it's it's chunky, it's a bit bigger, and that's that's why I I lean towards Beckett. Also, the 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 um, the chasing of a black label is 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 obviously very appealing as well with Beckett. Um, but that's what I want. That's the sort of thing I want. I don't. I don't know what it is, and but I think I think something can be done out there that will be uniquely different. And um, I'm really excited because it will happen. Some some somebody's probably squirreling away, thinking and designing right now, and uh, it will blow our minds. And uh, we're really excited for that day. Yeah, I think it's the the inherent thing that the black label has at Beckett is the kind of the chase of it, right? That's that's what all collectors want, really. Is they want well, say all. I think most collectors want. Like, you know, they want to chase the best. So you want the best card in the set in the same way that you want the best the best label on your cards. Mm-hmm. It's, you need to add some some inherent le- like layer of collectability to it to add it to its add to its appeal. Um again, I I'm not the creative one. Like my girlfriend's much <laughs> more creative than me. Like I can just about make graphics for this podcast and that's like the, <laughs> the extent to which I can get to, but um, we actually, I did a podcast with her and we, we ranked, well, I say we, she basically chose the, the slab that she wanted, that she liked the most, based on its appearance. And she mm-hmm. said that she said the Beckett was her favourite. So, oh, good. Um, and I, I think, like you said, it's just because it's the most different, like the rest are just all, yeah, quite, they, all quite similar. It's just the label that's different in most of them. It's all, they've all got that frosted... Frosted glass, uh, kind of frosted um, look about them. They're all the same sort of size, same sort of thickness, um, which is nice. Because if you if you wanted a, a collection with varied um, grading companies, then then I guess Beckett would be the one that, st- that sticks out. You can't stack you can't stack PSA cards on a bet on a Beckett slab um, neatly. They all fall down. Um, so I guess in that sense, it's, it's uh, they're the odd ones out. But um, yeah, I, I think I th- there will be something coming. I can't wait. So uh, you say about the black label. Are you still searching mm. for your first? Yes, I. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. It's in. People don't seem to understand that it's it's a black label is a unicorn in in this world. We um. You can, you now, can see. Granted. You can, sorry, I was gonna say you can see it if you search it on eBay. There are maybe six or seven. Yeah. They do exist. They. I. I I've heard of them. <laughs> they do exist. <laughs> They've. Um. But we've. We've had, we've um, we haven't had one come through us yet, um, but that's not as big a um, scare as it as it sounds offhand. Because bear in mind, the vast majority of the cards that we've submitted on behalf of our customers to Beckett are through the economy and the standard service, which have yet to be returned um, from from the January submissions. Um, but we have had probably about two two hundred odd cards returned to us through the express service. Um, out of those two hundred cards, we've had about ten tens. Um, and none of them black labels. So just to give you and and what I was saying earlier, we're being sent almost like pack fresh cards uh, as as ninety percent of the cards we receive are sort of that sort of condition. So if that is anything to go by, <laughs> that would be five percent of our cards that are are getting a ten um, out of uh, out of all of them, which is insane. But that's what makes it so exciting. That I I. I, I'm so excited for the day that we receive uh, a batch of our submissions, and and one of them, and one or two of them are a black label, and I will be, I will be so excited not only for the, the the fact that I'll be able to share a picture of it, but I'll be so so happy for the person that I get to tell, or if they don't want to know, that that I get to kind of be right right there when they um as kind of one of the first people they'll tell if <laughs> you know what i mean the, if they, they everybody seems to message us back when when they get their when they get their um submissions returns and one of them's a 10 
immediately get a response back and it's they're so so happy and i just can't wait to hear when to be there when one of our customers get a black label because it's going to be so exciting and i'll be insanely jealous and as will a lot of our customers but but that day is uh it can't be too far away now i think that's the thing with black labels though right it's like you could do everything right and if the centering's off because it was manufactured not perfectly then it's just not going to happen yeah like you said you it's... can't see it you can't see it either we, yeah. it's it's microscopic in a lot of the details that they look that beckett look for so i think i've got a good eye for um for telling centering and um but but yeah i, I could never tell the difference between a 9.5 and a 10 in centering have you uh you don't have to say any specifics but have you had any cards through that you like you, you think would have a chance i never predict a black label I I would be um I'd be a very silly man if I even tried. What what we what I do do as a little bit of a personal exercise, I will frequently write next to one of the to any of the cards that we receive that I believe genuinely is pristine. I will write pristine next to next to the cards um details on our system. Um just to, and that's kind of just for me. We we don't do pre grading as in our bit is not as part of our business. Um, and I'm trading off a little bit here, but but as I've mentioned pre grading, I'll just explain why we don't do it. It was a decision. It was a decision that we made when in the very early stages of starting this business and kind of working out what our offering was going to be. And I was um, I was I, I was on I was on the fence. I really wanted to offer it, but big but I was torn by the fact that I couldn't legitimately call myself. A, a, an absolute expert at at predicting grades i would just be every seasoned collector or grader um in the community and therefore might and therefore i didn't really trust my my instincts and as well as that the the time needed to dedicate towards offering pre-grading um would is 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 quite an undertaking and we ha we were deciding what's the trade-off going to be and we 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 set out to be the best at the best at communication and and transparency we could be for our for our customers. We wanted to be the ones that, yeah, every step of the pro every step of our processes you'd you'd be you'd be notified and updated regularly, and we'll be on available on 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 social media and on on the phone um, most 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 hours of the day. And we couldn't see a world where we could offer that big customer service piece alongside offering the pre-grading so we decided we decided at that point we weren't going to do it and um and and yeah that's a lot of people that's probably the question we get asked most is is, is do we offer pre-grading and my general response is no but we we focus on the on the comms um which doesn't really have the same impact but <laughs> um but uh yeah it's it's that's that's why we don't have the pre-grading service um but going back to the point so i i write I still want to kind of find out how accurate I am just in case one day we do decide to open up pre-grading. So that's why I, in the background, when I'm processing cards, I'm, I'm writing down which ones I believe might get a 10, 9.5 or nine. I don't really go below that. Um, just so that our system will eventually be able to churn out a report that tells me how accurate I was in, in six months time. <laughs> how have you been doing so far? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, pretty but yeah, pretty good. I think um, the last time we uh, last time we did a review of 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 it was, bear in mind, only about two hundred cards. I think um, I think I was about eighty percent accurate, that's which pretty, was pretty good. Which was good. I give my yeah, I give myself a point five margin. <laughs> um, so if I, for example, if I estimated a nine point five and it got a nine, that would be a tick. Um, so it's it's not it doesn't but but that for me was is would be if i was if 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 i was going to set out now with vicky and decide to do a um do offer the pre-grading service that would 80 percent accuracy would be what i would feel be would be good enough for the offering um so that's um yeah but that's what i don't want anyone to get any false hope that we're gonna <laughs> suddenly start offering pre-grading tomorrow it's uh probably a long long way off if ever it's it's also a lot of responsibility pre grading. I feel I feel because when you get a um, a pre grade back from from a company, I know I know you shouldn't think of it this way, but when you see a pre grade, you're like, okay, well, it's probably going to get that. Mm -hmm. It's like I know I I know obviously when you 
when you look at a card, you have a lot more experience than most people looking at cards. Um, so yours would be a lot more informed. But it's essentially it's just a person looking at your card, and they yeah they they might miss stuff, and um, it might be a bit off. And again, there is eighty percent is a pretty good, it's a pretty good success rate to be fair. It's probably a lot better. But, but than it's mine not. It's probably not a fair, fair test of my ability. Is because, I, I, I've said this a few times now. The cards that we are receiving are all very, very high condition cards, good condition cards. So, most of my estimates are probably anywhere between an eight and a ten. Um, so it's, it's that point five margin is probably not as impressive. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's still, it's still, it was just something I wanted. I, I decided to do anyway. Um, at the when we started the business, just to. For, for future planning really I, I do it as well every time i submit a card i always give it like a i've got a spreadsheet and i always give it a pre-grade from me it doesn't mean much but you know it's always nice to know how accurate i am mm. um, and I, I get what you mean like the lower you get down so if i'm pre-grading for psa or whatever if it's a nine ten and it's basically perfect that's quite easy but as you get lower down it gets more and more kind of subjective and obviously, with Beckett having the four subgrades, it's even more difficult. Yeah, can you imagine if people asked us to do a pre-grading service with subgrade predictions yeah. as well? <laughs> we'll be there. We might as well just open the, our own grading business at that point. But um, and then also Beckett's algorithm is proprietary. They don't. They don't. Um, they don't. They don't shout about it. They don't tell us. They don't give a a, tr um, a definitive kind of reason of why a, a card would get. It's not. It's not an average. It's not which which bugs me about um, a couple of grading companies in the UK who have taken to who've decided to do averages because it, averages don't work when you look at subgrades because if you imagine you've got a card that's got three tens and on on edges uh, corner and um, and centering and then surface there's a gash right down the middle not just literally the deepest of scratches if you take and 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 therefore that card gets a two if you were to take an average. Uh, just quick, what's that? That's thirty-two. That's that, that. An average would be an eight, wouldn't it? But yeah. you'd imagine imagine seeing a card graded an eight with a big old scratch straight down the middle. Um, would would that look right? Would would you be happy with that? <laughs> I, I, so, don't, I don't think so. No. no, I know, and that's 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 the whole reason why, in my opinion, averages don't work. And um, and what Beckett does, and again, this isn't. I think I think the the only thing that Beckett have announced it before is that their their grading is um is is there's certain rules that certain elements are weighted more heavy more heavily than others, and there's also this unspoken rule I believe where a card will never achieve higher than two points above the lowest subgrade. So in that scenario I just gave you, where it was three tens and a two. Because because those three tens were achieved, that two that that card would receive a three overall, because the two could only go up a point two point five three. So those are the two steps on the grading scale, and I think that's a, that that works a lot better than giving a card an eight, um, in that sort of very drastic, very very kind of drastic in a situation a scenario that I gave there, but that's why it works. And um, but other than that, <laughs> I don't really. Nobody really knows the rules going going on behind Beckett's grading, and and um, and I, it's it's that's. I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah, I guess the most common example of that you see is that you have, um, you have maybe like terrible corners, edges, and surface, but the centering's a ten. So mm -hmm. like it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for a, for you to add that average of the ten in. Exactly, because it would it just yeah. completely skew the grade upwards. If you get like you know a one, a two, a three, and then a ten, yeah, you're on like a four. You might be looking over, at a, a four overall. Yeah, exactly. For a terrible card. If you can't even see the centering because the surface is so bad, like it, exactly, it's those sort of that. That's why it doesn't work. And um, yeah, that's I, that's that's probably one thing I'd change if um, with with some of the some of the grading companies around, um, just so they understand. But they need to see those situations. It becomes very obvious. In the scenario that I gave, but how how often do you see that that sort of card being submitted? You, you, no one would ever do it, um, unless it's a first edition Charizard, because those those are worth grading in any condition, I guess. I, f I feel like a lot when generally when you have like PSA, well it's PSA one, isn't it? You say if a card's in a bad condition, you say it's PSA one, mm -hmm. because if you submit to PSA, they don't tell you, they don't tell, they don't 
detail why it's gotten the grade it's got. Um, and there does tend to be a, a higher premium on very low-end PSA cards than other other grading companies. Yeah, do you think that's more weighted, more because of the collectors out there that want the one to ten graded cards? They want a char, a base set Charizard in a in a in in every grade from PSA. I guess, yeah, I guess right because I don't know. Do Beckett do half grades low down? Yeah, yeah, you do. So that would be almost impossible to get a, a, a one to a one to black label in Beckett. I imagine though that would be that would be quite a sight. I've seen um I've seen people try try for Beckett like one to ten, um, and it just it just seems incredible to me that you'd even attempt it. But yeah, know. it'd be easier by just buying them out. But like, yeah, the the pop you'd have to choose a very popular card as well. Yeah, because if you if you look at like really low end cards like low by low end I don't mean actually mean value I mean like low condition in this case. If you look at low condition cards like the half grades. For for PSA and Beckett are very low in in population. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my favorite statistics is if you look at um, evolutions on the PSA registry, not a single card has been graded a one point five. Ah, chase that! I'm going. I'm going to go go out and chase that one point five now. Then yeah, they've, they've graded like one. thirty thousand cards, and not a single one's a one point five. Wow, that's mad. To be to be fair, for PSA low end, low end like low score half grades are generally reserved exclusively for sports they don't really bother with with pokemon i don't think from mm. what i've seen yeah it's quite it's quite i must admit it's quite a rarity it's so it's it's quite it's so rare that it makes you believe that that you wouldn't you, that you might think it doesn't exist with psa the 0.5 grades i think the is... lowest I, the lowest i've seen is a 6.5 for pokemon i've never seen a 5.5 or anything below that for half grades no neither have i actually maybe they just no, don't interesting. yeah Again, it's one of those things we'll just we'll never know probably because they'll never they'll never say. Mm. Yeah, they're very clo- they're very cloak and dagger about their uh, their grading because it is as I mean with Beckett there's I'm saying they're very hush hush with how they like come come to the final grade, but for the subgrades they can sort of make an PSA is quite much 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 trickier, which I quite like actually about it, a little bit about it, kind of flipping flipping between my arguments, but 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 I. I do like how clean a PSA grade it. You kind of know where you stand. It's is you know it's going to be a it's going to be a eight nine or ten. That's quite simple, um, and um, and there's no, there's no real messing about it. But um, but I've just I've just don't know. I flip between the two I, on a daily basis. I I um I I, do, I flip between the two of uh, of which one's doing the better thing. And I I, I feel like I still always lean to Beckett first uh, more so than than PSA. I feel like a lot of people are leaning towards Beckett now for the for the grading scale because never never before like it's never been more important than now um to people always say buy the card not the grade don't they so like mm. recently there was that PSA 10 Charizard that sold for like I two two hundred thousand 200,000 less than the last one because it was a really bad PSA 10 with with Beckett you have those subgrades so it's a lot easier to, to just like easily tell which one is better than the other one if it has better subgrades, yeah, and it's um, yeah, exactly. It's very evident in. I find myself more and more talking about sports these days. I don't actually collect it. I just it's just a good example. But like with sports, like a point five subgrade can be the difference between like fifty grand on the value. Mm. And it's yeah, it's it's crazy. Sports is a is a whole whole different world. Oh, it's, it is, and there are some insane collectors out there, and um. Uh, I think I'm wrong to say. I, I think they, I think PSA may still carry them a little bit uh, overall, but I think if you're a ded- if you are a dedicated hardcore sports collector, I think that Beckett is generally your your go to um, for sports cards. Uh, again, for that same reason, that ten and a black label ten is just well above. It's in another level, isn't it? If I um if I ever graded sports, I think I think the the subgrades from Beckett would be would be um. The deciding factor for me because it's kind of funny because in Pokemon we always talk about centering, but like centering doesn't always affect the value that much. And off center and miscut cards are actually quite like people like them in, in, in Pokemon, but a lot proportionally, a lot less people like them in sports. Like having a having an OC grade on a, on a sports card, a lot of people don't like that because it, it affects the way it looks and it doesn't look really nice. Mm. 
No, no, I get that. But yeah, like I said, sports is just a, it's just another another beast entirely. Like it's so much bigger than Pokemon. As much as some people like to say that Pokemon is you know huge now, it's like sports is is even bigger, and there's so much more money in sports. Like in Pokemon, we have maybe a handful of cards that are worth more than half a million, half a million pounds, maybe even like yeah. less than that. There's hundreds and hundreds in sports that are worth more than that. Yeah, yeah, and I think the 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 good thing about sports is uh, sports cards are you have the whole the whole game of trying to you know, with all the rookie cards that are in the states. I think it's and like, like um, with football as well, you you have to be the collecting those cards that from from um, for players that are rookies at the time, and then five years from that point they become. As the Americans say, an MVP or or, or literally the a top tier class player, then that card immediately become like starts becoming really valuable. And uh, really like that about about the sports cards. You kind of if you're if you're in sports, you can start spotting almost you can these um these in cards. And if you if you to get the cards, there's some that big money it happens all the time. Um, or fortunately, if a famous athlete passes away, um. Respectively, again, the that you collected have become hugely valuable. I think I saw a Kobe Bryant card sell for, um, I think it well, I think it may be over a mil, but I could be completely wrong there. But it was a Kobe Bryant card, and that was good. That was a scene. So I, I do like that aspect, that that part of um, of sports card collecting. But I must admit, it's, it is just like you. It's another world that I'm not I'm not a part of. Um, I have a few sports cards lying around, um, but I, I could never say I'm a, I'm a collector. Yeah, um, your audio cut out a little bit there. <laughs> so had, oh, sorry. It, it's fine. I got the, I got the gist. <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> you feel free to just cut that out. <laughs> I, I, might, I might do. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I've got here on, on my on my list of questions. Um. When you started running black label grading, uh, what's one challenge that you faced that most people probably just wouldn't think about or wouldn't wouldn't appreciate how difficult it is? Um. Okay. Well, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote two answers <laughs> in my preparation. Um, one of them was I don't I don't I think we have been quite vocal, so the majority might know, but but with this. Black label grading um, is is a side business for for Vicky and myself at the at right now. Um, we both work full uh, full time jobs and and we have a toddler as well. Um, so the of black label grading alongside the demands of our actual life, which is really was really tricky we're i'm pleased we're in a really good place now um it's like with anything that you do um you do you do a few more times you, you get much better you get more efficient at it but but at the start um just to give you an example the the the, the process of, of of us processing cards uh that's has, has changed drastically since we opened our doors um, it used to take us, uh, I think it used to take us about, I'm trying to remember our metric, I think it was about two to three minutes per card that we were, uh, to, for me to process. Um, and then through just kind of looking at how we do it and, and, and getting, just getting generally getting quicker, that's down to look to, to less than a minute. Um, and that's, um, that's partly down to our database in, uh, in uh, database uh, sorry database improves and um and 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 we just we just get more knowledgeable in the area so of and we know which cards are which and returning customers it gives us a lot of time as well um so it was just kind of yeah getting getting to grips with how we were going to run in our day to day run it with our day to day life um we got to a point where we can actually manage the volumes quite nicely um in our day to day life um, and we've actually, in the in the past, we've I don't know the exact figures, but we we know we've got a lot of room 
in in that as well before before the amount of cards we receive becomes not problematic as lack of a better word but um becomes too much for us at a hand um before it starts impacting our day um we've got we've got quite a bit of room which was which was quite nice to see that we because of everything all the measures we put in place we can actually cope with grow with quite significant growth um there there is a tipping point i'm i'm not going to share when that is but there is a, there is a tipping point where where one of us is is likely going to have to go um go full time for black label grading and, and that will be a that'll be a hell of a milestone and that'd be an amazing day um for for us to be able to say that we we work full time for our own business but we're we're a little bit we're way off yet um uh, which is uh which is good i think it's it just gives us time to keep improving um business just keep just keep improving until until such time that um this this is our only one and only job so we've um we've been talking about like other people's submissions but the question is is what are you what are you both collecting now both your both yourself and vicky yeah not pokemon at the moment uh if you if that might surprise you i'm uh i'm prim- primarily a watsy collector and um and in all honesty uh i'm just kind of priced out of the market right now i can't afford uh, i'm not one of the uh, fortunate people that can afford the five thousand plus car- uh, cost of cards um that, that i would like in my collection so pokemon definitely has taken a back seat until either i'm rich enough or the prices drastically come down which is a bit of a shame but um but who knows one day that may happen uh, but right now i'm i'm personally really into flesh and blood uh which is a is is fairly up and coming um i don't know if it's still up and coming i think it's quite well known now uh but i'm trying to get the master set for uh Ar- arcane rising and the monarch um the monarch set the really cool thing about flesh and blood is the is the the chaser cards they're they're so so rare um just to give you an idea there's a there's a card called there's a there's a card in each set which is the fabled card it's actually what it's called and um i think the the stats are there's like one in 40 boxes and um I, that's just yeah the, the odds of getting one are, are insane and um i just really like that about them um there's steps below less less rare but equally hard to get cards below the fabled cards called legendary cards which are equally valuable and um and, and quite quite sought after um but other than that i'm stepping into deep um to dbs um my uh Vic, vicky really really loves um dragon ball super as well um she's she's all about the artwork and stuff she thinks it's the best looking tcg around um and um so yeah she's uh she's she's also really into trying to complete a couple of sets that we're looking at getting getting to the point where it's equally expensive though <laughs> to to be into that um that mark that uh that that set so um we're gonna we have to be quick with the pre-orders if we're we're gonna be able to complete some future sets um and finally is the um is weiss schwartz and I'm, I'm not a collector at the moment of weiss schwartz um because none of the None of the anime sets that have come out so far have, have really appealed to me, but they've got they've announced the um, the Seven Deadly Sins set, which is um, coming out in I think a couple of months' time, and I pre-ordered a few of their boxes because I'm all about that that particular anime, um, and I'm going to complete I'm going to get every single card associated with it, so I'm really excited for that day when it comes. Um, but no, Vicky unfortunately is not a um, is not a uh, a big collector. She is start she is getting into it more and more. She has her own collection of the uh, amazing rare cards from uh, uh, from the Vivid Voltage Pokemon set, which she um, she adores, and uh, we've have submitted for grading. Um, but um, yeah, nothing nothing other than that. We're we're doing everything together at the moment. Yeah, that's that's sounds all sounds good. I'd like, yeah, I'm not I'm not really into the anime sets personally, but I've I've heard of I've heard of like Vice Schwartz and um, with the Flesh and Blood. Do you own any of the legendary and fabled cards so far? I've opened uh how many boxes I think I've opened three boxes and um I've had one I was so lucky in my first box I opened I did get the fabled card um I was talking to um to a couple of flesh and blood collectors at the time and um and they were livid when I told them that oh, I pulled I, I can imagine pulled it <laughs> yeah um but I've but oddly enough I've only pulled one legendary card out of those three boxes and no other fabled. So if if you're after a if you're if you're, if you're after the pull rates that I know Pokemon aren't brilliant with the pull rates, but they're they're definitely definitely much better than, than Flesh and Blood. Um, so if you're if you're after if you think you're gonna even buy a box and get the best card, you're, you're 
if you're very lucky like I was, you will, but um, but more often than not, it's very tricky to get the get the cards you need. Yeah. I I think it's one one thing a lot of people say about Pokemon is that it like it lacks those like incredible tra- chase cards. I'd say yeah. like and it does tend to be that the most popular sets are like Hidden Fates, Charizard. Like that's I think it's about one in a thousand packs. Like that that level of chase is a thing that a lot of people a lot of people don't necessarily get in Pokemon these days. The last the last yeah. one was probably the uh, the Rainbow Pikachu from Vivid Voltage. Um, yeah, but that didn't really have the same sort of impact, did it? Yeah, I, I mean, I could they add a new rarity to Pokemon? I, well, I mean, they could obviously they could do whatever they want, but I'm not sure how well it would be. I guess the the comparison would be gold stars like from the old days, where it's like yeah. one in a, yeah, one, yeah. In, one in every two boxes. But even that's only every two boxes, not one in every forty. So no, I know that's that's one thousand. That's one. That's like fifteen hundred booster packs that you have to for the for flesh and blood it's 1500 booster packs that you have to open according to obviously that obviously that's it's all you might just you could be one of those people that opens 1500 booster packs and still not pull the the chase card but you could be one of those annoying people that just picks up two booster packs and then that, that's it you get the card you need um but yeah i think you're totally right i i i don't know how well it would go down i can't imagine it would go down very well if pokemon suddenly announced that they were gonna there was gonna be one in a one in a thousand pack card i think most probably i can imagine the community uproar of saying they're just doing it for the money they probably are frankly that's, a, that's what it is a business um but i think that'd be hard to go down that route now when they've established themselves as kind of like one every one every booster box or so you might get the chase card yeah route 101 which is definitely not a ripoff of room 101 with a pokemon theme um but if <laughs> If there's one thing in in collectibles that you could, you know, happily just not live with, happily live without, not not have be a be a problem, what would it be? This was the hardest question because I wanted. Uh, there's so there's quite a bit. There's everything has its. I think everything out there has has the pro associated with it, with the exception of scammers. I mean, they can do one, scalpers as well. Um, they can also do one, but that's that's probably quite obvious. Um, I'm just going to talk with something that about something that really, really bugs me, and it's only bugged me since we started this business, um, and that and that is uh, the existence of sellotape. And <laughs> I oh god, I can imagine. sellotape. <laughs> now the um, as 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 you know, uh, a lot of collectors of super nervous about sending their prized possessions in the mail um, and they do everything they can to protect them and now we've had we've had parcels um, received to us um, from uh, from 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 regular customers but (laughs) we've had boxes that have been covered in duct tape Uh, we've had uh, I've had a um, you know, there's little lock boxes, usually for like petty cash. <laughs> we've had yeah. we've had a one single card submitted in a petty cash box, and submitted in another box, submitted in another box wrapped in duct tape. We've but but generally the 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 overuse of sellotape uh, across um, on on cards, um, just because. And I'll be honest, it, it's a pain in the ass to um, to actually get the cards out. The more, but it's also really bloody dangerous i think for the card for the cards themselves because like they they seal up the top of the of, top of a top loader with sellotape and then i'm very as you can imagine we're insanely careful with how we open these up especially when there's sellotape involved but sometimes the the um the card will slip out of the um of the penny sleeve inside the top loader and 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 get awfully close to to the sellotape and if you peel the sellotape off you know on a just just takes one but you can imagine that just does that could do a little bit of damage to the edge of a card, and it's just why risk it? So, so my request to everybody listening is use masking tape if you have to use tape at all, um, because it doesn't stick, it doesn't leave any adhesive behind, and you save us about twenty minutes per pack per package, <laughs> really, of opening it. Yeah. So one takeaway: buy masking tape. Buy masking tape. That's I, it. To be fair, I've had a few people send me things through like purchases with masking tape, and it just, it just makes my whole life a lot easier. 
you just feel so taken care of when they do that, especially when they, you know, they fold the they fold one on one end of it as well. So it's almost like a tab. Just yeah. take it straight off and you're done. Whenever you sell things, people just think what what the the next person who opens it is going to have to do to get it out. I don't exactly. want to be don't want to be going at the top of a top loader with a scalpel trying to get the trying to get the card out. <laughs> if you want to make us happy, then send your cards in a appropriately appropriately sized box. With your cards in ideally semi rigids, top loaders are fine. Semi rigids we prefer because we don't have to. We don't actually have to have any. We don't have to touch the card at all. Which, for those more nervous out there, that's that's probably a good thing. Um, we're we're insanely careful, but if you limit, it just means our 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 hand our handling is limited. Um, which unless you say unless you're one of the 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 people that will send it in one of the um uh, the elite trainer box um sleeves that you can get. Um, yeah. Which we have to change. We have to change out. We we have to send them in clear, clear sleeves. Um, but again, that's that's that. It doesn't bother us if we have to do that. But semi rigids in a clear sleeve, and then just wrapped in bubble wrap in in a in a hard in a hard box. Just make sure it doesn't wobble in in postage, and that's fine. That that is the that will make us ha- very happy. But if you if you feel more comfortable in just packaging it with um all of the uh, the void fill packaging that you've received for Amazon for the last six weeks, then then you go right ahead. <laughs> it's uh, we'll we'll deal with it no matter how it comes. I imagine your uh, your recycle bins must be very full at the end of each week. Oh god, it's a, it's frequent trips to the dump. Oh. I'm afraid <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't last. Uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't even last with one full week of uh, of the packaging. I'm afraid. And um, obviously there's been slight shortage of like semi rigid sleeves is there anyone that you'd recommend to to buy with just uh uh yes i have i kind of we um we only use great shield and we've used quite a few in the market um to kind of find out what we wanted uh which, which ones were best for us um but great shield supply us with all of our uh semi rigids and um their their packaging is really good. I've used I've used a few of the other semi rigid companies, and um, the the one thing that bugged me is you can get kind of condensation or bubbling on the inside, so they get quite sticky. Uh, you just want the cards to kind of slip in. I didn't have any problems with um, with Grade Shield. Um, I have to say this so, is not not an official endorsement from, from no, me. No, Although... no, we're not paid. No, we're not paid or anything like that. We we we've I'm I'm, I'm I've spoken with David at uh, Grade Shield for quite a while, but uh, no, no, we're not. We're not um, we're not endorsed by them or anything like that. It was literally we we bought like I think we bought five thousand <laughs> packets um, of of them the other um a, a few uh, a few weeks ago or months ago rather. To be fair, um, that that is one hell of an endorsement. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah, a it's not a paid so. it's not a paid endorsement, but you know. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we could have probably bought from from um bought ourselves with the volumes that we need. We probably could have gone um gone direct somewhere um, in China, but we we. Another thing that we always said that we do is we'd only ever work um, with companies in the UK. Um, we we didn't want to go out to um, to source any of our packaging or products or anything from China. Like the stand, I don't know if you've seen, but the stands that we've um, that we've recently announced, they, have, um, yes. they are they're made by they're made up by a company in the UK. Um, we've we 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 engaged with them. we actually bought their own stands that they they did, and we we inquired about if they do something bespoke for us and. Um, and they came up with this incredible design that we're really pleased with. I'm hope, hopefully other people are pleased with. But um, all of our packaging is locally sourced as well. It's it's it, I don't know why it, it might not be important to everybody, but it was important for us to kind of kind of keep everything as local as possible. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen the the stands on your Instagram and they are very nice. Thank I will you. Say. Well, yes, that's a shout out to stand stands for slabs. They are. Um, they're a really cool company. I I recommend anybody talk to them. Um, but yeah, but if you want one of our stands, you've got to come to us. <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> to be fair, having a company called Stands for Slabs is a it's a very good name considering that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what they do. Yeah, they can't really they've they've uh, they've backed themselves into a corner a little bit, haven't they? <laughs> they can't they can't they can't really stretch out and do anything else else other than the stands. We're we're having this. I was having this conversation with uh, with Ash from Car Bazaar, and he was saying that like. He wasn't sure what whether to call his company because he's like, I don't want to call it something Pokemon related. I don't want to call it something like, you know, if I call it card related, I can't branch out. And eventually, he was just like, you know what, I'm just going to call it whatever I want, <laughs> and we can worry about that later. 
I was so happy when I, the day I came up with the name of our business, but we're in the exact same boat. Not that we ever would, but we can't work with anybody other than Beckett <laughs> because of our name. But, yeah. um, but I was the, the day I came, the day I kind of coined that name to, to Vicky was, uh, was a big day for me. It was a big win. I was really pleased with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can, I can imagine. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a, probably a good place to end for the, the podcast. Cool. Um, thank you very much for having me yeah th thanks for coming on um if anyone isn't sure where they can find you um do you want to tell them your, your social media and your website and that kind of thing sure yeah it's quite easy we're um, blacklabelgrading.com and uh, you can also get us on instagram at blacklabelgrading and uh, that we are on facebook as well but instagram is preferred just because you'll get a much quicker response and uh, as i've alluded to i'm always available if you need if you have any questions i'll always get back to you pretty much instantly <laughs> I, I can vouch it is very it's, it's very very speedy your responses but again thanks for thanks for coming on um it's been it's, been it's been nice chatting and uh yeah, really good fun i will i'll be back next week with another guest most likely um so i will see all of you lovely people later thank you for listening and goodbye <laughs>